Hello and welcome to So Divine. I'm Megan Skinner. And I'm Stephanie Galing. And this is our monthly podcast where we look at the celestial landscape, what's happening in the stars. We pick a tarot card to fit the vibe, all with a mind's eye towards inspiration and helping you to lead a more conscious life. So, oh my God, <laughs> 2020, 2020, can you believe it? Oh my God, a new year and a new decade. A new decade, a brand new decade. I am still like, I'm sure a lot of our listeners out there are just starting to wrap our brains around being in this very, very new energy. Yeah. Plus, I mean, it's a new year, a new decade, and I feel like at least throughout 2019, we've spoken so much, not just you and I, but lots of astrologers and lots of people who speak astrology <laughs> about the year 2020. Yes. And here we are. And here it is. Dun, 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 dun. So let's, you know what, let's just dive right in to <laughs> what option to have. <laughs> what option and to And that actually is what the theme is too. <laughs> right, right. Hold on to your hats, right? So the big theme for January, and I think probably the big theme starting out to 2020, is on January 10th, we have a Cancer full moon lunar eclipse that is packed. Most notably, it has got the Saturn and Pluto conjunction in Capricorn opposing it. And um, it's not exact at a conjunction that moment, but boy, are we going to be feeling it. So this kind of starts the new year off with a bang. So let's dig in. Okay. Shall I start the please digging? Do. Okay, start, please do. Please get my the shovel. shovel. <laughs> Thanks for the shovel. Okay. So on January 10th, as you said, there is this eclipse. So it's interesting for so many reasons. Um, one is we have the moon in Cancer and therefore and the sun in Capricorn. But not just that. What also lines up with the sun is, um, I'm going to talk about Saturn and Pluto in a moment, but yes. before that is Mercury yes. is right there with the sun. So Mercury is the messenger and the broadcaster. Mm. Therefore, anything that's coming up with this eclipse may actually be more newsy or communicated or wanted to be communicated with more strength, if you will. So there's Mercury. There's also Ceres, yes. which is the dwarf planet, um, that represents that feeling of ferocity that you have to protect those things that you've created, mm. right? So there's that real standing for. It's the great mother, it's right? The great it's that mother, mother power, M definitely yeah. mother power. So the series is also there, right, close by, so close by, the sun, right? Okay. By the way, we're not even talking about the fact that it's an eclipse yet, but we'll get to that, right? We're, and we're, and we're, you know, we're as you're talking, it's like there's this image that's coming to mind of like a megaphone. Yes. You know, like remember those old, old-time megaphones that the cheerleaders used to cheer towards? It's like, you know, like everything is going to be so magnified, right? So magnified. Right. And it's also an eclipse. So it's like that sense of that real powerful resonance of the energy of what is being, it's full moon eclipse, yeah. illuminated. 
Yes. And in the sign of Cancer, right, which well, is... Well, that's right, the, the moon in Cancer. Moon in Cancer, right, lunar eclipse. And so it brings in those Cancer energies as well. And when I think about Ceres and the Great Mother, yeah. you know, it's that tie into Cancer. And, you know, Cancer to me really represents home and hearth and, you know, what is near and dear to your heart and family and also security. You yeah. know, where do you find security in your life? And who, with whom do you find that security with. Yeah, and if it was just any old garden variety <laughs> cancer a lunar eclipse or cancer, you know, full moon, you also have that, right? All that cancer energy opposed to Capricorn, which is about the which is the father, right? Which is about duty and responsibility, right? So it's that balancing between the taking care of mm-hmm. and the and being emotional and honoring one's feelings and how that stands with being dutiful and responsible, you know, and holding authority and how we manage that. You know, and on some levels, I think that it's important always in terms of like being responsible to our emotions. Yes. Right. Yes. And really like having them be what guides us. So that's one of the themes. But again, because I feel like, you, you know, you were going off of series, that feels like it's doubly enhanced, that series cancer connection. The protector. Know. The you protector. Know, I think there's the, the feminine, if you will, protector with cancer, which is more the emotional nurturer protector. And then there's the Capricorn protector, you know, yeah. which is more outer world protection. Are we, do we have food on the table? You know, are, are we secure in our lives, right? But as you're talking about it, it's almost like that fierceness. I, it's like I can imagine a little bit of that fierceness. And so what would we say to listeners? Like, how would we work with that? I mean, obviously, there's such an opportunity to look at how we take care of ourselves, how we take care of people. You brought up emotions. And I think that anytime you've got a full moon in Cancer with a lunar eclipse, there's going to be heightened sense of feelings and emotions that could go pretty darn deep. But again, there's this opportunity for illumination and really looking at maybe why am I feeling so deeply? What What's up with that? Right. Right. And it's so intense because there's so much feeling, but it's an eclipse. So it's you're not necessarily sure. Like, <laughs> where is this going? What is occurring? Right. And and it's the it's the moon that's eclipsed. Mm-hmm. So it's I feel like it's that sense of reorientation too to like, how is it that I know what is I it what it is that I know on that feeling emotional level. Mm-hmm. And the intensity there's another layer to that intensity, uh, too. Yes, indeedy, there is. Because of the connection to Saturn Pluto. So I kind of feel like, unless you, you want to, you feel like this should, we could do this differently, but my first thought, my first feeling here, <laughs> is to talk about Saturn Pluto and then reweave it back into the eclipse? Yeah, or what do you think? think it's, it's like, how do we unpack this? Well, I think that, you know, Saturn, Pluto, and Capricorn, this is, to me, the big, 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 big story. We've been talking about it all through 2019 because they've been dancing together. We've been talking about the conjunction. And so just two (laughs) days, right, just two days after the eclipse, there's the exact conjunction, but it's getting pulled in during the eclipse full moon. And so I feel like, yes, that Capricorn, the Pluto, Saturn and Capricorn is the major story. And I was going to look up these dates, but you're the date girl. So 
uh, Pluto and Saturn will will have more conjunctions throughout. Nope, this is this is it. So Pluto and Saturn will still kind of like be near each other as they go along during the year, but they don't actually come back to the same exact point. Um, It's Jupiter that comes to the point with Pluto that we Mm, could talk about after because they have that resonance. Right. Um, But yeah, but so, but it's not like... Okay, the Saturn Pluto conjunctions in January twelfth, so January thirteenth, like we're done. It's still the whole year holds that energy. Yes. And I think it's really interesting because not only is the intensity of the week of that eclipse so strong because, well, there's this eclipse and then there's a Saturn Pluto conjunction. The Saturn Pluto conjunction is happening like with the eclipse, right? Because it's happening in Capricorn. So it really feels like, I mean, what I feel like one sort of maybe one of those other entryways is the fact that like the eclipse illuminates mm-hmm. all of these themes that we've been connecting to and working through and faced with, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of the last year related to Saturn coming with Pluto. Yes. Right? Like where we have realized that, you know, we need to and want to live from a deeper level of vitality and truth and honesty. Yeah. You know, where we've come face to face in 2019 with our bullshit and we're like, we don't (laughs) want to no more. Like we, we realize that we need to garner the strength and the courage to move past those stories that we tell ourselves that keep us back. Or we have no patience anymore because we clearly see the bullshit of others and realize like we don't have the time or the resources to deal with that anymore. Yes. And I think, you know, Saturn and Capricorn is so affair ephemeral. You know, the clock, to me, the clock is ticking. You know what I mean? There's a sense of time. There's a sense of reality. There's a sense of time and space. And as you're talking about the bullshit, boy, this is just, what a fun podcast where we get to say whatever we want to say. (laughs) I also think about Jupiter and Sag. We talked about this last time, Jupiter moving into Capricorn. I think that Jupiter and Sag had a fair amount of like expansive, over-the-top kind of energy, right? Lots of hot air. Hot air. And so as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, yeah. And also now we've got Jupiter and Capricorn as well. So everything's getting really real. Do you feel like um, on the conjunction around the eclipse that there will be accumulation, like a feeling of like, you know, you've climbed, we've been climbing that mountain, Mm. you know, all year long. And and I don't want to get anybody's expectations like you're going to wake up that morning like, oh, my gosh, it's all come together for me. Like, because like you said, we are going to continue to be working with these energies throughout the year. But maybe there's going to be, especially with the eclipse, a, a realization, maybe a, a new insight. Maybe it, it you know, Capricorn's so much about structure. Maybe this gives the opportunity in our physical and energetic structures to have it kind of click into place a little bit. I always think about Capricorn as like the cosmic chiropractor, right? And so maybe <laughs> there's something that. where like click, 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 where that alignment can be more physical, you know, that energetic alignment can become more physical. That's kind of one of my thoughts. I love that. And I would say, like, take what you just said and not just, like, um, 
I'm not saying you were saying this, but like we could say like, oh, that might just happen and we're waiting for this to like this alignment to occur. I would say actually as well, like think about that before the eclipse then. What is it that you, you know, invite in the cosmic chiropractor? You know, how can you, what are you seeing that is actually out of alignment? You know, how are you seeing in terms of all the things that you might have realized related to that in 2019, this eclipse is coming and eclipses have windows of weeks. They're not just a one-day event. So you'd be starting to really see and feel hard-pressed likely because it's, you know, Saturn with Pluto. Like, you know, what is it that, you know, just no longer I can't, you know, turn a blind eye to and like do a self-adjustment, you know, like to align oneself because that's what the invitation is. And I think that's also where that like cosmic, that celestial support is to be able to do that. I love how intentional you're being about this. And of course, that's the whole point of doing what we do, right? Because there's an invitation, as you say, in in what's happening with the planets. And so the more you are intentional about what's happening, and one of the things we've talked a lot about, I know you've written a lot about this, is about sustainability. And really, Mm -hmm. you know, with Saturn and Pluto, it's like, is what we are creating, is what we are bringing it to life. Is it sustainable? Is it something that has legs to run? Uh, I think, you know, this is where you're talking about we don't have time to waste anymore. And so really looking at as we invest our time and energy, how do we invest our time and energy? And what do we invest in it? And is it something that is sustainable. And I'm also going to bring up, I think, a word for the year is service. I think with some like Pluto in there, which is like, I always look at Pluto as like soul evolution. And anytime you're dealing with Pluto, I, you know, death and rebirth and transformation, I always feel like there's a little bit of like, why am I here again? (laughs) What am I doing? And if you look at Saturn as the container, like Saturn, they talk about Saturn represents a school of the earth and life. What am I doing with, Mm. why did I did, again, why did I decide to incarnate, be here, to do these lessons, be in school? What's that all about? You know, and so to me, some of that Pluto digging in is what can I, what do I want to do? with this moment, with this time, with this energy. Yeah, it's beautiful, right? And really what a beautiful, you know, way to make, not make use of, but to, you know, access and to be, to use the Capricorn energy and yes. principles to, of service, right? Yes. Because Capricorn is about that, that diligence, that making it real, that taking, you know, not taking things for granted to like. Being responsible. Being responsible, making that container, making that structure. Like how do you be responsible? How do you be accountable? I actually just wrote something on my blog the other day thinking about Capricorn, about how Capricorn relates very well to words that are related to, either related to or rhyme with count. So Say more. Say more. So um, account, accounting for things, mm-hmm. you know, literally Capricorn related to finances, accounting. Yes. You know, but also Capricorn, and I feel like this is sort of similar to the Saturn and Pluto, like, you know, gives you that strength, that endurance, that determination to surmount obstacles, Mm. right? To take things seriously and not discount things, 
But then again, Capricorn's quite frugal, so doesn't mind a good discount when it comes along. <laughs> Indeed. Oh my God, of course. Can't talk about Capricorn without a discount. And then as you're talking, what comes to my mind is accountability. Accountability. Right? So just all of those sort of... That feels all things. very grounded. Yeah. And I think it's about really us that getting grounded, right? But to see, too, I think, like, that eclipse will shine for us. You know, it's a full moon lunar eclipse. You know, where it is that we need to responsibly attend to when we look to see what we have realized may be broken, not sustainable, mm-hmm. right? Not truth like in, in invoking truth for us, you know, and I think it's also too in terms of all this year where we have maybe like seen our fears being stirred up, mm-hmm. you know, or yes. themes related to control or to power, you know, where we just really need to say, you know what, I'm not going to just like turn a blind eye. Yeah. Like the ostrich game has like run its course. We can't do that anymore. So where am I going to do the work? Work. I think that is so good because Capricorn is all about doing the work. And by doing the work, you do get rewards. That's the lovely thing about Capricorn is like you work it, you get rewards, but you have to do that work. And as you're talking, you know, just the whole concept of 2020 within itself has gravitas. You know what I mean? Just 2020, right? Right. So, you know, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Is it the Saturn-Pluto conjunction or is it 2020 or whatever? But again, there's this kind of like gravity, you know, and there's so much around, of course, climate change and all these things where we're being forced to really get real. And I just feel like the illusion, you know, Capricorn has does not have any time or energy for illusions in any way, shape or form. And so I think this is like where the Band-Aid, I think we've been feeling yeah. like the Band-Aid's been pulled off. I think there's another level of that happening. Yeah, completely. As you talked about the climate, I, what sort of just came to me is because, you know, we talk about the, that here a lot, mm-hmm. right? And also that as that awareness that's really built this year. It has. You indeed, know, when yeah. this Capricorn, Pluto, uh, the suit of Saturn, Pluto and Capricorn conjunction has been sort of boiling in terms of like our attention being turned to climate, you know, and that the climate and also this shift in awareness that seems to have um, manifested in many people, not just calling it climate crisis, you know, change anymore, but crisis or breakdown, you know, but to think too about like that macro level and what we need to attend to. But what about that on the micro level? Like, Mm -hmm. how's the climate in my life? Ah, How's the climate of my life? Like, where crisis have I seen? Like, what things might have been breaking down for me? And these things can be things that are like on the outside, you know, a relationship or a job or the pursuit of my passions. It could also be like the climate of my life that's being colored by self-limiting beliefs mm-hmm. or habits that really don't serve. And we finally have seen like, wait, this is actually not getting me anywhere. Yeah. Right. And that come up to oneself. Like, so maybe it's time to, to like, we take care of the larger climate. Mm-hmm. And we also started home in terms of like creating a sustainable, back to that concept that you brought up, a sustainable climate 
within for ourselves. Yeah, I love that. I love that you're bringing in like the the universal and then the the personal, right? And they they go hand in hand, of course. I I also think that that again that brings back the idea of just accountability, of just you know, also of like maybe in January, and it's also the beginning of the year. People are very intentional. I'm not a big believer in New Year's resolutions because I feel like I'm always working it. But, (laughs) you know, again, there's this energy of what do I want to let go of? You know, Pluto, you know, is about, you know, transformation. And what do you want to give a timely death to? Where, you know, timely death, Pluto. Yeah, right. What, you know, consciously, I'm going to let this die. You know, I'm going to let this go. And I'm not going to force things, which we'll talk a little bit about later when we get to the tarot card for the month, right? But, you know, just really being willing to let go. You know, sometimes that's hard. I think a lot of, for a lot of us, we hold on to things or we we try to make things work and being able to be consciously saying, this is done. Yeah, This can be let go of. This cannot be repaired. So... It's, 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 again, the timing, 2020, January, the new year, you know, it all kind of seems to work together. I have a feeling as we talk, you know, next month, we'll be completely different people. No, <laughs> I think you might be onto something there. You know, and it's what you said before, too, is like chicken and egg, 2020 or intense year, intense year, 2020. I mean, and we're not doing a whole 2020 overview here, but that said, you know, there is a lot of intensity and there's this themes that like come in through this Saturn Pluto and this eclipse in the beginning that do sort of mirror throughout the year and and just to also like emphasize how um and because we've talked about eclipses we've talked about this in that conjunction but just to also emphasize like how um striking this is I mean the Saturn Pluto come together every 30 plus years the last time they came together was on November 7th of 1982 wow and while that came together there wasn't an eclipse that tied, I, at least I don't think so, like tied into them. No, because they were in, um, I believe, in Libra. So this is really striking, yes. you know, and also striking. Can can we move forward just to sort of, not because yeah. we're talking about the year, but um, there is also something that you alluded to before, you know, this is the on, on the 12th of January, Saturn and Pluto come together exactly. They don't meet up exactly again all year. But Jupiter does meet with Pluto. Yes. Right? Jupiter yes. now in Capricorn. And they meet on in April and they meet at the end of June and they meet in November. And they meet very close to where this both Saturn-Pluto mm-hmm. conjunction is and where this eclipses. And so... Whatever may be coming to light, it's not like, oh, that came to light. Okay, I'm done. Okay, timely death. It's over. It's like this feels Mm. like it creates these seeds Mm. for really strong transformative growth that may percolate all year. So to me, like being really aware and being as intentional and conscientious as possible these first few weeks of January can't but help us to set a really beautiful mm. course for for the rest of the year for ourselves and also for um 
the collective. And I think it'll be really interesting to look at the news to see what yeah, happens. Yeah. Um, just a quick nod. We, have, You and I have talked about this before, that this eclipse also mirrors the eclipse on right. July, of July 16th, the past of, July Of 2019, 16th. yes. And so what might have occurred in July may sort of be getting a revisitation. And um, you know, it's interesting if you look on the collective stage, even in politics, to see, well, what happened in July, maybe, <laughs> in politics that is, like, coming back around, you know, in now, at the beginning of the year, but to look also in our own lives. Like, it's something absolutely, that absolutely. seeded and, itself. And we talk about it marrying it, it. That was the lunar eclipse in Capricorn. Exactly. Opposite the sun in, in Cancer. So, yeah, I think it's really important to kind of take stock of that. You know, again, this is where I was saying, do you think there'll be accumulation of some kind, maybe a little bit of a full circle? But, you know, I think as we continue to go through 2020 and talk about it, that Pluto-Jupiter conjunction is going to be an ongoing story for sure. An ongoing story. And then I just realized, because already this just feels like so much, and then I just like glance down at your notes, <laughs> there's also something else that happens what, 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 what? the day of oh my on January 10th, the day of the eclipse, yeah. as if we needed more. As if we need. <laughs> Go ahead. And um, that is that the planet Uranus, the planet that is about shakeups and surprises and that encourages you to stay bouncy and that like takes you on detours and, you know, is sort of expect the, the, the unexpected, the governor of the expect the unexpected and the out <laughs> of the blues stations direct. Oh, my gosh. I know. How could we forget that? Shocking. That, shocking. So Uranus. <laughs> Absolutely. Surprise. 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 And then there's Uranus So station. gosh. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like getting nervous here. No, no. No reason to be nervous. But again, this mindfulness, this being intentional. Because what this says with Uranus stationing direct is there could be unexpected, out of the blue surprises. And they can be insightful surprises, openings. And they may also be some surprises that force you to look at things. Exactly. Yes. And so if you are listening to this, if you are listening to this, if you are there, if you're listening to this before January 10th, I also think too to like really keep an open mind to say like, mm -hmm. even if you're like, oh, this is actually what's been really coming up for me. And well, the only way to rectify it is to do X. Keep an open mind. Yeah. There may be other paths. Yeah. You know, there may be other things that you, that you haven't you can, thought of before. That you haven't thought of before. You know, that's the Uranus is that higher inspiration that's not a conscious mental kind of thing. You know, it's coming from that higher, bigger kind of place. Well, I'm glad you remembered that. I, I think, you know, of course, I don't want to make this sound like an afterthought as well, but we also, of course, we do have a new moon this month. Right. I was thinking, like, wait, we wait. could just, like, spend the, like, until so January meeting. 10th talking about this. I know. I know, but, but we'll we be can't. talking more. We'll be talking. So we do have a new moon on the 24th in the sign of Aquarius, which is, I don't know, new Whatever. Moon. <laughs> no, <just> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, about the conjunction again. No, I, a new moon in Aquarius is, I think, a, a lovely thing because Aquarius is, again, here we're talking about Uranus, and uh, Uranus is the ruling planet for Aquarius. And, and so, it squares the new moon. And it square. oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> 
What a life. What a life we live. So um, power pack. I always think with that new moon in Aquarius, it's just oftentimes a, a great time to just really think big picture. It's very insightful, very inspirational, and, you know, really being open to looking at things maybe a little bit differently. And also Aquarius represents the collective. And, you know, again, we're talking about how can we come together as a collective energy to move things forward. So I think maybe it'll be after all of that, a nice little aha or a little something moment, a little ha sigh moment. <laughs> we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, I mean, and I'm with you too. I think that a lot of the encouragement there is about um, tapping into like the your your people. You know, yeah. like seeing actually how like Your you, people. you know, you can cut the power of the people and coming together yeah. with a group, with the collective to like move something forward. Yeah. Um, so that feels like where that's at. But back to the conjunction. I just kidding. <laughs> Do we Although want... maybe at the end we can go back well, you to want... the conjunction. Somebody just wants to talk about the conjunction. Your misconjunction. No, and for no. good reason. Or the eclipse. The eclipse, the, eclipse too. I, the whole thing is just, like you said, this is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big deal. So um, so I thought, you know, let's talk a little bit about the tarot card for the month because okay. I think it brings a little context Please. into the mix. And the card that I chose for January with all of this happening is actually the strength card of the tarot. And the strength card is very much about finding true strength. And what the strength card alludes to is not external strength, but more internal strength. And it's really very much about the relationship between yourself on a deeper, deeper level. Like the strength card um, is often associated with the fairy tale of beauty and the beast. And a lot of times on the card, you'll see a ferocious lion and a maiden, right? And we all know the story. The maiden runs into this ferocious beast, a lion. But because she's a maiden and she's innocent, she's actually Virgo, she actually thinks, maybe I can befriend this lion. And so instead of like calling for help or getting someone to cage up the beast, she, through time and patience and mercy, she gets to know the lion and the lion surrenders to her. And in a lot of decks, you'll see the lion has opened his mouth to her, right? And that's that surrender. And so what does the lion represent? The lion represents, in a lot of decks, that lion represents desire. And so it's very much about how can we have a relationship with our desire, with our creativity, with those parts of ourselves that, you know, that make us feel like a crazy, wild beast out of control. A lot of times desire and shadow, they're very, they're like kissing cousins. I think a lot of times because when we have very strong desires, it can be like a wild beast, make us feel really uncomfortable. So we, we push them down and they become a part of our shadow side. And what I really like about the force or strength card for this and force is another name for the card is it's not about forcing anything it's really about going within it's ruled by leo of course the lion so it's about the heart and ultimately that union that that patience that mercy is you're falling in love with yourself all of you and having a relationship with yourself on this deeper level and surrendering into what that means. Not trying to make things happen, not forcing the lion's mouth open, not forcing your desires on other people, 
really stepping into this union with this deeper, deeper part of yourself and giving yourself permission to fall in love mm. with that. And from there, we, we all know what happened to the beast. He turned into the hot, the hot prince, right? The hot blonde prince. But what I'm saying is there's a transformation. So I was thinking about all this energy. We've got Pluto in there. We've got Saturn. And it's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, there's so many different ways to work with it. And maybe one of that ways is in that place of acceptance and in that place of being merciful and patient and surrendering. It's like what you were talking about with Uranus. It's like stuff may come in unexpected ways. So don't force the lion's mouth open. Don't force the beast. Make friends with the beast, whatever that may mean to you. And then that's where the transformation happens. Oh my God, what a beautiful I like love torch. You know, but that you brought that to us for this month, like this torch to really be able to like see the pathway forward. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I love what you were saying too about like it's encouragement to love all of yourself. Mm -hmm. You know, like what the parts of you that you think are like good or the parts of you that you think are like shadowy right about right. the embracing of the whole which really feels like it like it reflects that like you know saturn like creating a container for pluto pluto being about like the darkness right yes. and to like own yes. those parts of yourself and i i love that saturn creating a container for pluto and you know also with this this is intense you know and so the, the conjunction is intense and i think that we probably tend to skew more towards what are we doing wrong try harder be better and this just brings in this softens it maybe a little bit like you the know cancer brings the cancer in there in some level yes yeah to allow yourself i know when i was studying yoga intensely and at the end and you know when we were doing a really hard pose and the instructor would say hold that pose and now just let it soften mm. and when you let it soften is where you really really get it you know so to allow that softening maybe a little bit so beautiful right and like and god that card just brought up a lot for me right oh I did mean, it well brought up a lot to me in terms of like how reflective it is of of this moment and mm -hmm. you know this sense too of like looking at the the, the idea of capacity like, mm. what is it that we feel like we have the capability to? Like, is that for? And is that something that we have seen throughout this 2019, that our capacity to love, to do, to withstand challenges, you know, to surmount obstacles, to create opportunity, that that has been expanded? Like, have you found that you have a larger sense of capacity that you even ever believed? Yes. And as you're saying that, I'm like, I can so relate to that. And that, that is the idea of strength. Yes. You know, haven't we all gotten a lot stronger, you know, after 2019? I, I feel that way for sure. Right. And it feels very like... You know, it's very like the bringing Nietzsche right now. They're like, <laughs> what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I mean, because it's been intense. And right? it, of course, it's going to continue exactly. to be intense. Right? Exactly. So to be, have that mindfulness, that intention, but also to remember to take care of yourself. Yeah, and honor your expanded capacity and your capacity to take care of yourself and to love yourself, mm -hmm. all of yourself. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's ultimately what it's all about. So... 
we're here in terms of like we'd love to dialogue with you like and literally like have dialogue so please like you know write us on you know write us at you know so divine.us share your experiences share your experience we'd with love us. to hear you know, on Instagram where we're going to be talking about this. So, you know, really would love to also hear, like, how has this been experienced? How do you, how have you been experiencing this? Absolutely. You know, how are you sort of, like, opening to the lion? You know, how, how have you found your strength and your sense of, capa- you know, capacity? Yeah. You know, and, and what things, again, I love when you said about timely death. You know, what are you finding, like, you know, is begging for, you know, that sort of timely or scheduled death that you're going to put on the altar and you're right. going to let go. Yeah. Let go. Surrender. Surrender. Surrender, Dorothy. So yeah. meanwhile, I, like, still want to hold on to talking and doing more of this are podcast. Are we done but with the conjunction? Like, maybe it's like... <laughs> Any final okay, conjunction it's the timely words. end. I will release this Surrender. Podcast. Are you going to surrender the conjunction? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to surrender this podcast. But, but please, any <laughs> final words? No. Um, final words. No, I think that I, I mean, anything that I would say at this point, I would, um, yeah, just have, have strength. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much. We, we, and speaking of thank you, we have to thank some people. We have to thank some people. We'd love to thank some people. So a big shout out to our producers, Nick Petrie and Sebastiano Tecchio. And also to the Overcast Room at Cloud Studios here in the lovely Seattle, Washington, where we record this podcast. A big shout out to all of you listening. The other thing, too, given that it's 2020, help us to clarify our 2020 vision by writing us and letting us know, too, like if there's other things you'd like us to talk about on the podcast. We'd love to hear from you. And of course, Megan. And of course, huge Stephanie. Gratitude. Gratitude for to you. you. I so appreciate you. You're the best. You're the best. What a great podcast. So happy 2020, ha- and we'll see you in February. Happy 2020.